to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we like to talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. I'm Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood, and today I am your Phoenix co-host, arising from the ashes of 2020 and 2021. Oh my God. Reclaiming the world <laughs> in my rebirth. Jesus. <laughs> Follow that, Dan. <laughs> I have a fire extinguisher in the hallway. <laughs> it's very warm in here now. All that fire. Uh, hi, my name is Dan Alario, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. And um, yeah, not doing the Phoenix thing. Um, <laughs> uh, I refuse to be bullied by this thing that people are popularly calling the new year. I don't yet believe it myself. Oh. Um, yeah, um, I'm just, I'm just going to roll into news. the next month. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I'm Trevor Keyson. I'm in a similar place. I'm a super chub and I, uh, I feel like kind of like I'm backed into the corner and I maybe have like a, a, stick. a butter knife <laughs> and I'm just like, what, 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 what it's, I, uh, come at me toast. <laughs> yeah. I did, uh, have a big like wave of panic when I realized it's been two years since 2020 yeah and like we're going into year two of the pandemic uh and yeah it's uh it's a vibe it's it's something my name is michael i am a chaser and the i was i always try and be optimistic going into a new year but i did see something recently that was like hey we tried that the last two years and look what happened so <laughs> let's just back off let's take the pressure I off. will hold the torch of optimism for all of us <laughs> it's not being pessimistic it's just <laughs> yeah, but you're on fire <laughs> i mean yeah you can't help but be, i have the torch <laughs> you can't help but rise above i think i'm in the dan camp today i think i'm just like let's just one month at a time one week at a time one day Hopefully, at a time i am the the furthest i can look ahead is a week so I'm like, that's, we're back to that point of like, realistically a week. Although I do have, um, when people are listening to this, I am going to be cuddling a cow. Oh, that's right. Tomorrow. Yes. Oh, Ooh, how, to, what, what, where, why, when, and how? Because that was my Christmas gift yes. to Trevor. Um, a cow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> no, a cow, a one hour cow cuddling session. Um, first we find the cow. We were on uh, our little Thanksgiving trip before things kind of <laughs> the airplane turned sideways again. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I just at some point turned it in. Like I want like arrange a meeting with a cow. <laughs> like that's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> to sit down and discuss politics. Have you never encountered a cow? Before? No, I have. I actually had a beautiful moment um, a couple of Christmases ago where I got down a trail ride and I was at the ranch um, reading the Mary Poppins, like the, the children's book. And then at sunset, I got to have just this very tender moment with a baby cow. Oh, um, and it was wonderful. Not to th throw this into a weird context, but on our very first episode, you told the story of how you got Dan a trail ride and that she was trying to convince you to ride the, mm -hmm. yeah. the horse. <laughs> was that that Christmas? Yes. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> well, <laughs> We've come full circle, everybody. Yeah. Welcome to the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> but a new year, new mail, new, new joy. That's right. Yay. Uh, it's the mailbag. <laughs> uh, Don's going to start this one off. Actually, Michael is. Michael, oh, Michael is going to start right. this one off for us. We love getting mailbags. Um, so the listener writes in, and we're going to paraphrase a little bit because it's pretty long, um, but we're going to each sort of do a paragraph and summarize because it's a really great story. 
Um, Isaac writes that he's been working with an organization that allows volunteers from the community to live and work with people with various mental disabilities, called the Villagers, to give them a sense of fulfillment as they work on improving themselves. Uh, the Villagers being the people with mental disabilities. Um, he says it's been great, uh, except for some really infuriating attitudes about fat that he says uh, makes them feel slimed, makes him feel slimed. Right. The villagers come up to him all excited to announce how much weight they've lost, even though he says some of them are getting on in years and should probably be more concerned about keeping weight on. He says he's seen some of his fellow volunteers fat shame villagers who don't have the capacity to understand their remarks. They do this in front of an audience of other volunteers and villagers. Uh, one villager apparently arrived at the residence quite fat, Isaac says, and uh, has pretty serious anxiety. He lost a lot of weight and has been put on diets and works outside every day, but he still gets completely overwhelmed whenever he has a doctor's appointment or if someone even mentions uh, weight or the topic of fat or weight loss. At another point, Isaac was supposed to help set up some Ikea-like furniture for an arriving volunteer. Everyone already knew that the room and the furniture were completely unsuited for this volunteer because of their size. But instead of addressing the problem, people stood around speculating about how bad it would be for the new volunteer and how in the world they'd cope. Well, the good news is that Isaac says he went to talk to his boss, who was in charge of the furniture fiasco, and told him about all the fat shaming and fat phobia, and he was actually very responsive and has become an ally. Isaac says his next step is to make his fellow volunteers aware of the problem and hopefully provide some hope and healing for the villagers and maybe even for the volunteers themselves. So Isaac says... Ever since I started listening to your podcast back in the March of 2020, I've gone from a wee chaser crawling out from under his rock for the first time to someone equipped enough to be an ally and try to make a difference. I hope we can all keep making a difference in the coming year in our own ways. And he signs his email with lots of love, Isaac. Isaac. Uh, Isaac, we love you. I got the feels, Isaac. I got the feels. I grew up going, uh, I had friends in this place called Camp Hill Village that had villagers that mm. dealt with the mentally, uh, the mentally challenged and the physically handicapped. And that was a factor now that I'm thinking about it. I hadn't thought about it until recently, but yeah, there was a lot of that there. A, so, a lot of like fat shaming or a lot of fat shaming. Like, but it wasn't back then. It was a little different. I think it was just a different world. Mm. Like people would comment on my size, but it, uh, the villagers would comment on my size, but it wasn't with malice. It was just like, wow, you look different from me. <laughs> you know, okay. and, and I am curious as to why and like, you know, what has caused this and how you feel about it. And mm. it was never like you, mm. you know, but we are in a different world now. So I can't even imagine what that world must be like. And Isaac, you are carrying a torch into a dark place and good for you, man. Yay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was, I mean, way back when we started this and I, I, I know I've said this before, but it bears repeating my whole goal for being a part of the show in the first place was to feel like like whatever I might say could reach a chaser that might help them on their journey. And if that's been a piece or a part of this experience for Isaac, that is incredibly gratifying for me. And thank you for letting us know about your experience because it just feels like, I don't know. It feels like the full circle kind of coming to a close as it were. Yeah. And you know, this is our second letter from someone who is out there making a difference. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, I don't know if I should say it as even more thrilled, but you know, it has been pointed out quite rightfully that chasers can be some of the worst when it comes to being fat allies. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really glad that we're converting some chasers out there to fat allies. That's so, so, so important. Yeah, they're not, they're definitely not synonymous. They, there's, it takes a lot of effort to put yourself out there when you 
don't have to, when you can pass. Yeah. When you can pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Especially in an environment where there are a lot of people in this situation that don't really have a voice for themselves or know how to speak up for themselves in this situation. Well, and there's also that thing, Trevor and I've talked about this where it's like, well, of course you think that you're fat. Like mm -hmm. you just get automatically discounted. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean specifically in this situation with the villagers. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Like and this is, that that's amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like and you are a freaking hero, man. And there's nobody else saying anything like there, if it were like, Oh, he and a coworker were kind of grumbling to each other about how it bothered both of them. Like you kind of have cover to do mm -hmm. it together. It's incredibly brave to step up and say, Hey, I'm going to be the one voice of dissent here for something that nobody would be bothered or, or, or even think twice if it never came up. And yeah. look at the positive result. It wasn't like, you know, sit down and shut up. It was like, Oh, I think you have a point. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, and we don't, we're often unprepared for victory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. It's the anti-slime. Really yeah. <laughs> it's the slime solvent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so thank you, Isaac. Yes. Um, really appreciate it. And yeah, yeah. if you guys have any other letters or similar stories or want to write in, we are always happy to do more mailbags. Isaac is our hero of the week. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Hero Ooh. of the week. Um, I'm also, I just up front, uh, you can rate us on Spotify now. So if you're listening on yes. Spotify, give us five stars immediately. Immediately, right now. Right now. Pause <laughs> the show. Rate us five stars and then and then hit play again right now. Okay. <laughs> we'll, and, we'll, we'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not for long. Not forever. Where Don's leading us, burning us through the the fire of the new year. Uh, so let's the tear, on, fire. tear on in into pop culture. Yay. With uh, There's no music for that. Yeah. And well, no, but we do. Our first story <laughs> does have Michael digging through the soundboard because we have some uh, fat suit discourse. <sighs> That's right. It was explained to me that this was the sound <laughs> of a fat suit being poked and deflated. Yes. And that made more sense. I thought it was just a fart, honestly. No. Like that, the first time I heard oh, it. Dude, if you um, fart like that. There are more issues that we have to be done. I didn't with. say it was my fart. I said, <laughs> I just, that's what like, you know, like that sounds like a whoopee cushion. Yeah. Like, or a fat suit. Yes. A fat or a fat suit. Suit. <laughs> um, so daily, uh, I saw this in daily dot first and I th have seen it now kind of making the rounds. Um, but it is, uh, there was a plus size model on TikTok named Caroline Bjorn. Hopefully Don't I'm even try. Right. Don't even yeah. try. It's <laughs> some Scandinavian word that um, none of us could pronounce. Talking about being a plus size model who um, is frequently asked to wear padding. And she's like, it's, you know, it's a fat suit. Like they want me to wear a fat suit for plus size clothing. But, but is she, she's not a plus size model, right? She, she, she she's a model for plus size clothing that isn't all, to put in quotes, all of that plus size. And so she has to bring like extra she, padding to, mm. to play up. Like she's a balloon that's of size eight or something like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and that she, she says, you know, that they like to use her because she has a slim face. Yeah. And they want, you know, they, well, they want, want fat people in these ads. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> Having fat people modeling the fat clothing would just be too, too much. Yeah. Uh, I have noticed that like most of the big and tall models, like their necks are usually very thin. When I, I you can usually tell with uh, like King size has gotten better about this and mm -hmm. DXL. But very frequently you'll see like, okay, there's clearly just like they slid a pillow <laughs> under there to well, like give what, a tummy. What gets me, and I mean, just cut me off if you're going to get to this, is that it's it's considered, she says, it's considered polite to bring padding mm -hmm. to a photo mm -hmm. shoot, you know, in case they need you bigger, but they don't actually want to hire someone bigger. Yes. Right. 
Uh, and also she talks about how they will pin the clothes. Yeah, that's the part that the bothered back, me. Which I know is a thing just in general, especially with like usually mannequins oh, and like totally. store mm-hmm. display windows, yeah. like they'll pin it in the back. And there were people commenting on the TikTok like, oh my God, like this makes so much sense. <laughs> this is why nothing I buy fits. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is why the midsections are so off um, because her midsection isn't, well, I, I not that fat. They're literally shaping the bodies to match the clothes. Absolutely. Just, and they make, and they, they make no bones about it. Like that's what we're supposed to do. And, def- and isn't it your fault for not having the body that fits in our clothes? <laughs> I just think it's. I mean, I guess it's kind of similar to like food product advertising where none of it's actually edible and it just Mm -hmm. is supposed to look good. But like when when the point of your product is to look good when worn and you're showing it being worn in a way that's not actually like it's being pinned in all of these different places. And she's like, chances are it looks like shit in the back because it's been like crimped and pinned and pulled in a way Mm -hmm. that's, you know, it's being sculpted around her body uh, and, and the fat suit. And then, you know, when a real person puts the same presumably the same garment on, it looks nothing like the ad. Well, guess what? Because it's like, you don't have a, a clothing a customer walking behind you, pinning everything for you. No, but I love the the premise, which was it was never designed to fit a person. Mm. It was designed to get ordered online. It was designed to get out mm-hmm. the door of the store. It was never designed to be worn. And really, isn't that your fault? Isn't that really mm. your fault in any way? Yeah. First, <laughs> trying We're to trying wear. to wear it. Shouldn't you just be glad there's something out there that will fit over your head? <laughs> but yeah, I think it's great that uh, Caroline exposed this and then also said like, you know, higher fat models. Yeah. 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 Um, Her attitude was great about it. Her video has gone, I would say semi-viral. Yeah. It's a few hundred thousand views and it's being talked about. So that's additional coverage. Um, I, I love that we're going to fat shame the clothing companies. stop doing this well it doesn't end there dan because tell us more trevor our next topic yay uh, is this piece in eater which i was excited to see because i love i don't know i've been on like a super big cooking kick that's i think how i'm gonna get through this next wave the pandemic yeah me too Um, this is bread squared it is uh so it's eater and it is talking about uh it's fast food fashion is everywhere except on fat people uh, and it is Victoria Edel wrote this piece talking about this trend of different brands doing clothing and different, I don't know, fashion accessories, um, but not s- like capping the sizing at 2XL. Mm-hmm. So basically yeah. like, smaller. Yeah. But, you know, like Taco Bell having clothing, but not for fat people. And just kind of like, what does this say? And also, like, she talks about the conflict of, you know, if I could get a Krispy Kreme bathing suit, would I wear it? Yeah, but, right. like, I can't even really answer that because it's not even an option. But, like, just kind of going through this thing of, like, if I could wear it, would I? And what would people say? And, you know, we're back to the thing, again, where the company doesn't want fat people associated with their product because that would just be a turnoff and disgusting, they think. And... You know, I guess the solution would be they should only do underwear, you know, because you wouldn't wear it out in public and they could still they could still soak the fat person for fifty dollars for underwear and not have it worry about it being out in the world that people will see it. Oh, my God. Why haven't they thought of this? I this is one of those instances where it really does feel like. I don't know, like we're we're a fast food company and the stereotype is that, you know, you eat fast food, you get fat. And so we're going to walk away from that image by not allowing yeah. our merch to be worn by fat people. And on the one hand, I'm like, I mean, 
have it. Like I don't, cause I wouldn't wear it, but then at the same time, it's like, well, but some people would, and they should be allowed to make that choice. And there shouldn't have to be that this sort of weird prejudice around it. It is weird to talk about though. Cause it's kind of like us saying like, I want the right to wear my Krispy Kreme bathing suit. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I could not. I want that. Want it's, more than, it's not just wearing it. You gotta get, you gotta get, there are people, somebody is out there dying to pay Krispy Kreme a ton of money to wear the brand on their to body. advertise for them <laughs> to advertise for them. I want to pay you to advertise your brand yeah. and like okay there are people who do that the people who you know will wear Levi's or 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 whatever the brand but I want my Krispy Kreme budgie smuggler and I want it now <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's interesting that fast food I think has often gone out of its way to try and uh force fat people out of their orbit right so like, I don't know if, I don't know if you've noticed this Trevor, but I know like when I've gone, if I've have eaten in, in a fast food restaurant, very often like the tables and chairs are designed so that they can't be moved. Oh yeah. And mm -hmm. they're set at a distance where like no fat person can sit in this. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're kind of setting up. So like, you're not going to see fat people in our advertising. You're not going to see pe fat people in our clothing. You're not going to see fat people in our restaurant because we make them take our food to go. Uh, well, <laughs> If you want a Krispy Kreme uh, swimsuit, we will be we'll be uh, making our own merchandise. No, we, <laughs> we still have to we still have to figure. I think after Bigger Vegas, we'll have a better sense of. Are we idiots to show up to Bigger, bigger Vegas without merch? Oh, I think we're gonna have. I think this is the year of merch. Do you want to? Do you want merch? DM us right now. You've rated us five stars <laughs> on just, Spotify. Just reiterating that. Pause the show once again. Yeah, I mean, we do have a killer logo. That is true. We, we do have, have awesome a killer logo. logo. So just send us money and then we'll make something. Think about yeah. it this way. If you want to support the artist who made our yeah. logo. What is the name of the artist who made our logo? Connor Graff. I don't know if that's it. I don't know if that's his actual name. That could just be Connor Graff. Uh, and he also is graphics design. Uh, G-R-A-F-I-C-S period design on Instagram. Okay. Uh, give him a follow. Yeah. All sorts of places. Um, he does a lot of great typography stuff. This is our two-year anniversary. I think he's earned himself another yes. shout-out. Oh, at oh, least. That's for that right. amazing work. Yeah, this is our anniversary episode. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Happy anniversary, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought we knew that. No, no. I thought it was like the six- or seven-year anniversary at this point. <laughs> I was going to try to make a cake at some point. <gasps> Yay. Uh, I'll let – you'll see on Inst uh, Instagram. You'll have to decorate it like our logo. I thought about that. <laughs> oh, but then wow. I also was like, that's a lot. So <laughs> that, that is a lot. A lot. Um. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, rolling right along, we have we have a fat watch. Yeah, Whew. first, everyone, take your deep breath. It's fat watch. Twenty twenty two. Oh my god, we're holding hands. Um, <laughs> we're flying through the sky, all holding hands. It's Peter Pan vibes. It's uh, can you read my mind? All sorts, uh, <laughs> Superman and Lois. Holding hands. <laughs> We're all flying into the new year together with a, a great piece from Virginia Soul Smith, mm -hmm. who does a lot of writing about um, kind of fat bias in the medical industry. We featured her before. Yes. Because I remember I got her name wrong and I had to retract it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can subscribe and support the work she's doing uh, by following her, her Substack, stack, uh, Burton Toast. Um, so the, the title is COVID fat cells and journalism's personal responsibility pro problem. 
Um, I feel like, do you, you want to talk? Because Dan's sure. our like resident medical guy. So I feel like I should hand this over I to him. I say the smart stuff. Um, <laughs> smart, smart stuff yeah. point number one. Uh, okay, so this is an art. She's, she's written an essay about, in part, the New York Times coverage right. of this supposed study. And I'll get into why it's a supposed study. But- the, the, the overarching point is that this was not a peer-reviewed study, nor does it claim to be. It is something that they found. It is, it, it is about the level of a very well-funded high school science project in, its, uh, in how it takes on the data. We'll get into that if you guys want. But the point is, the New York Times, yeah, they just say, oh, yeah, by the way, this study came out. It's not really peer-reviewed. But anyway... And then they just go on to talk about how fat cells harbor COVID and all this stuff, sort of ignoring the part about like, well, it was a study of 11 people and eight of them were corpses. Oh, <laughs> oh, that. Uh... All right. And, and uh, most of them, I can't remember the number. I think seven of them were over the age of 65. They completely did not account for any of the other risk factors for getting disease, for getting COVID. It was that whole thing that we've seen over and over again where like, well, wait a minute. If you're diseased and you're fat, we don't need to correct because we already know the answer. We already know. We don't need we don't need to to factor in other causes because we already know the cause. If I didn't know better, I would say that's irresponsible reporting. So <laughs> and I, what I just love is it is such a delicious like I can I saw this going around and like, oh my God, fat cells are harboring COVID. <laughs> And fat people have a lot of fat cells and just people hate fat <laughs> yeah. and fat cells. Yeah. So it's just this way of like, yes, this is the perfect thing. It's all lining up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and here's the one that really gets me. So let's say that you are, you know, part of the <laughs> part of team oppression and you're going to say, well, you see, obviously you got to lose weight. Losing weight does not decrease the number of fat cells. It just shrinks them because your body is becoming emaciated because your, your body is drinking. So I suppose if you really wanted to trumpet this study, it, it, the implied solution would be liposuction, mm -hmm. <laughs> not weight loss. <laughs> it's 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 just so such an avalanche of nonsense. And based on that report, they're actually going to start instituting liposuction centers at all of the COVID clinics. Right, 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 right. You know, so, yeah, it'll be good. God. By I see, pure I see coincidence, wheels. they're opening a soap store next door. <laughs> I just see the wheels turning now, like of someone like. I don't know. One of those super villains who listens to our podcast. I saw this story going around and uh, I'm relieved. Or I saw like the whole like fat cells harboring COVID thing going around. And I'm glad to see someone being like, okay, but let's actually like break this down a little and look at it because I just feel like anytime there's something that can be sensationalized about COVID especially when it's intersecting with uh, air quotes, obesity, medical obesity stuff. It's just people take it and run with it without really looking at it. People, and there's just still so much we like don't know. New York Times, like, yeah. Well, and Virginia points out that sometimes, you know, you're writing for a magazine. She says she's done it where you just, you're, you need to generate copy. Yeah. And there's this study. And you, you talk about it and you disclaim it, but you don't care. You talk about it anyway, because you've got three hours to put something on your editor's desk. And I don't, I, you know, I, I think she's a little easier about that than I am, but you know, I've never been in that position. 
but you're the New York Times, and yes, they dis, they dis, they do give like a phrase of of well, it's not peer reviewed. Well, that's not even that it's not peer reviewed. It's just not anything reviewed. But there's yeah. so okay. But the New York Times is one of the the their pillars, which I think is good, but also can like be exhausting at times. Is like well, we want to be extremely unbiased. Oh, so like to the point of which I so I've been uh. In my like cooking thing, I was bet listening to a Samin Nasrat's a podcast, Home Cooking, which it's a lovely little. There's only a couple episodes. Check it out; it's wonderful. Um, but she was talking about in recipe development for the New York Times. Mm-hmm. She is not allowed to specify the brand of kosher salt she uses, and if there's two major brands, there's Morton's and Diamond Kosher Salt. They have different levels of salinity, like they're. So you have to use different amounts in recipes. And like like well, at, a, at a ratio of like two to one. Yeah. Like it's twice as much salt oh. as you need if you use one versus the other. Yes. And she's like, you know, I for cooking, I need to specify this. And they're like, well, no, we just, we can't show bias and show that one brand is preferred. Or even like if you use this brand, use this much. If you use that brand, you yeah. use that much. Because, because well, that's, you're highlighting two brands. So like <laughs> but, that, that level of like, we can't show bias, but like this is clearly... The, the the fat cell story is like clearly. No, it's not about that. Because, you know, if this had been a, let's say it had been a wacko study that says gaining 50 pounds makes you live 50 years longer. They would have published that. And the majority of the article would be how it's nonsense. Right. So, it, you know, they're, they're not, it's not like they're just publishing any study. Like, well, because it's a study, I don't know. It's up to you to decide. No, they're not doing that. There would be that whole thing where like you have to present both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except, when, except when it confirms your bias against fat people. And Virginia points out the most glaring omission uh, of the study is the fact that people of color and people in larger bodies have less access to health care and receive mm-hmm. worse, yeah. me- worse medical care when they do access it compared to their thin white counterparts. And as a side note, where they got the fat cells was from cadavers and people go- undergoing thoracic and bariatric surgery. <laughs> That's not cherry picked at all. <laughs> That's not cherry picked at all. But you know, all eleven, all eleven. That was the cohort. It was a cohort of eleven. Well, it's what's interesting about that. How is, can you call it a study? If you can't. That's why people. I said it's an eighth grade science project that got overfunded. I'm so confused. The I, I think the big takeaway is check out the article. Mm-hmm. Um, take a lot of things with a grain of salt. <laughs> Which we're not going to specify the brand. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just going to show, show bias for a minute. So I have always been a Morton salt. Morton's kosher salt person. <laughs> and I'm going to be buying my first box of diamond kosher salt. <gasps> and I'm like, this is, a, if you're from Chicago, you know that this is a big deal. Morton, Morton, I, Morton. I, countless times I pass the Morton salt building. Where like they, <laughs> so it's like, I feel like I'm betraying my roots, but. You know, you might have to draw a salt circle for protection. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop uh, assaulting everyone. Oh, with, wow. uh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, if you don't cut this out, Dan's going to get salty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michael. No, it's Let's fine. roll on in it's fine. to, uh, to the uh, main, our main topic. Oh, do we have music for that? Maybe Salinity Dion? Uh, oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> So this will be Dan's wow. last episode of the show. Thank you, Dan. That was the correct response. Wow. I just, I don't oh. think he's impressed. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> I beat. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Salinity Dion. Anyway, um, we do have a, a main subject today. Um, we were talking about, obviously it's, you know, going into January of a new year. 
and everybody's it's that likely damn tradition to be making resolutions or whatever equivalent of resolutions that people might have. And as opposed to, I think last year we did like our goals for, for things we want to keep. Things we want to keep. I think this year something that might be helpful is how, how to deal with other people's resolutions. <laughs> you want to do what? <laughs> and, and also that, that sort of element of I'm doing this dot, dot, dot. Are you going to join me? Are you going to compliment me? Are you going to adulate? Like a lot of it of course is about, you know, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to exercise more. I mean, my, we were talking about this before the show, but my YouTube, uh, Ads are now 100% noom weight loss ads. Yeah, mm-hmm. all, so all of my of Instagram ads are ads for gyms. And actually, since we started, like when we were sitting down before we started recording, I got two separate notifications from apps about New Year's resolutions. One of them is the Pinkman Bloom app, which is just like a game, a little Nintendo game that's kind of like Pokemon Go. Um, and the other was, um, I think, uh, Postmates. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Postmates and Uber is coming yeah. at me nonstop. Yeah, yeah like, they've been. Yep. Start off your dear, you're you're right with healthy foods for mm-hmm. you know, for McDonald's and buy their merch. <laughs> so how do how do we how do we deal with other people's? Well, so let me start with. Should I start with the the? I have a couple yeah. of anecdotes that are related. Um, I realized so when we did our our post Thanksgiving episode, and we were talking about you know hanging out with family and all of those stories. I, I forgot the one thing that actually made me think like there was the main story that I wanted to tell and I didn't tell it cause I just, that's how I am. I forgot. So it was, you know, at Thanksgiving and uh, my mom and my stepdad get there. And one of the first things, and I love that I have a very good relationship with my whole family. Um, but one of the first things that my mom said was like, Oh my God, like you look really skinny. And, and she sort of just left it at that. And she's said this before. And I think the pa- times in the past that she said it, she was actually concerned like I think when I first moved to LA, I lost a bunch of weight and that's a whole part of like, that's the whole journey there, but she was concerned. And so she said at this time, and I think she was also concerned and she said something like, I think I explained it. I was like, well, I've been, you know, I've been playing soccer again. So it's just sort of a byproduct of playing soccer for me. And she was like, okay, well, as long as it's not like anything medical happening, I think she was just concerned. Maybe there was like a, I don't know, something, but my stepdad was like, cause my reaction was sort of like, no, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I might be, I don't, I haven't really noticed. Yeah, any, I'm fine I, moving on. Yeah. And my stepdad was like, oh no, it's a good thing. Uh, and I, I, I just sort of looked at him and was like, hey, it's a neutral thing. And he kind of nodded and was like, oh, okay. But it was that moment of, I am expected to receive that like a compliment. And we've talked about like stepping on other people's triggers and bringing up other people's weights is an issue. And, and that is not necessarily likely to happen. Oh, this happened. I, th- I think it, did I tell you guys on the call, the guy that play, that was playing soccer with. So this was back in <laughs> Nashville. <Yes. laughs> yeah. Just the right in the fudge. Right in the fudge. <laughs> um, it was, I, I ended up going to play um, a soccer game right after it was on the 26th, December 26th. Uh, so it's right after Christmas. And um, it was just a pickup game for fun. And one of the guys there, he was a little bit older, a little bit chunkier play really apt player. And he was running around and we were all kind of, you know, slow. Cause you know, you have a day of eating a lot of heavy food. The next day you're going to be pretty slow. And uh, he said something like, Oh, I had too much fudge yesterday, <sighs> which is one of those like small things that you just hear a lot of over the holidays. Like you're eating lots of yummy, delicious, rich foods. 
it happens. But then at one point, somebody like went f- to try and like kick the ball higher up in the air and accidentally kicked him in the belly. And he goes, ah, oh, right in the fudge. <laughs> 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 Which is just funny. Um, you know, in dating chubs, one of the things you often hear, and not even dating chubs, just dating people, is like, oh, I've lost this much weight. Mm-hmm. Or you're on Facebook and someone is trumpeting their latest weight loss. Which is fine. I'm not there to yuck someone's sure. yum if they're, yeah. but sometimes you're stuck in that position of someone comes right up to you and there's like, I've lost 20 pounds uh-huh. and you're supposed to set off fireworks. <laughs> so my first thought is like, oh my God, like, don't worry, we'll find it. <laughs> yeah, I have several responses that would not be good. <laughs> But, um, but what I've learned can, can work and like, not because I, like I said, I don't want to yuck their yum or, or, you know, go off on some, I don't know, evangelical anti-weight loss campaign speech. Sure. But at the other, on the other side of that, I don't want to just be like, Oh, good for you. You No, because that's not me. Yeah. So something that I would learn to do is I'll be like, Oh, are you happy about that? Uh Uh-huh. The, my version well, of that is how do you feel? Yeah, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Where it actually makes them, and usually what's interesting is they've never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Or they actually have to think like, well, of course I'm happy, but I haven't thought about why. Like yeah. it, it, it actually sets off a thought process as opposed to you're smaller, that's wonderful, you know? Yeah, that happened to me over Christmas. I was, uh, we went to see um, Michael's family and uh, one of his family members was talking about this whole weight loss journey that he's been on. I will say in his, as part of his journey, it has been a very good thing. Cause he was, you know, he was diagnosed with this medical issue and he had given up. Like he was like saying his goodbyes. He's like, I'm done. I, I'm on my way out. Like, this is it. I have a month left, like goodbye. Hmm. And then as part of the process of, I guess, getting through that, he has been losing weight. He's lost a substantial amount of weight. And so at Christmas, he was talking about that and talking about how great it was. And of course, Michael and I are sitting there like, you know, there's a lot of those very traditional anti-fat microaggressions that go around in his family. Nothing horrendous, but it's there. Um, and so I, I was trying to steer it in that direction of like, how do you feel? Like, yeah. you know, and he's, he was talking about going to the gym and he's like, it's great. And I feel great. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad you feel so good about it. And he said something like, oh, well, you don't have to worry about that Mm. to me. And I was like, you're not wrong, but also I don't wear that like a badge of honor or like I'm not walking around saying like I've, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just this weird position. It's not an achievement. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to handle that. Well, and and is it, does he mean to compliment you as an achievement? Does he mean to acknowledge your privilege? Does he mean to, does he mean to be like, oh, well, you you know, this probably doesn't, it's not relevant to you. Or, I mean, I wonder. I I think it was a pretty innocuous observation of like, oh, well, you don't have to worry about that. You're already thin. Like they didn't feel weighted. It was just like weird. Can I get clarification just because of how you set it up? So is the, the weight loss is intentional. It's not that he's like dying. And he's, like losing, yeah. like wasting away. Like he's actively was, losing weight. Yeah. His issue is breathing related. Okay. And so as he's lost weight, it's been, I think, easier to breathe. Okay. And then he has lived much longer and is much happier. And there's a whole bunch of other things around it. Okay. But. Something I found is when you say like, oh, how do you feel about that? All of a sudden they're like, well, there are pluses and minuses. Mm-hmm. And then we can actually have a conversation because mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting, actually. 
Uh, but it just interrupts that process of like, it's wonderful. Why? Well, because it's wonderful. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he wants to keep going too. I think he was, I don't know where he started, but he said he'd lost over a hundred pounds from I mean, somewhere it's, in the 300s. It's not surprising. Cause I know like my friends, right. They, they don't really comment on my body that much anymore. Right. Whether I gain or lose, it's not really a topic. But I, I have large extended circles that don't know me that well. And so like when I go to like game days and I see these people I haven't seen since COVID started, right? They're coming up to me and, you know, the comments I'm getting, some are saying like, oh, I think you, you've lost weight during the pandemic. Mm. Oh, I think you might have gained some weight during the pandemic. <laughs> uh, you know, like <laughs> it's very, right now it's a weird place to be because everyone's judging you against a memory of you mm -hmm. that has been adjusted over time. Which may or may not mess. correspond to your memory of you. Exactly. Right. But, you know, but yeah, when they come up to you and they just, it's, it's weird. There's very few other things about a person that people feel they have license to comment about. Well, I, it's also that it's stigmatized, right? Because if someone says, wow, you look so much happier. I mean, it's not necessarily that you look miserable before, but they're sort of noticing you're happier. Mm -hmm. But if you say, oh, you look thinner. Oh, like there's a thing about that. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what it is. It's that when you're larger, um, and you lose weight, mm -hmm. the mainstreamers come to you with positive energy, yeah. throwing it at you, telling you your life is better, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Well, and because yeah. quite frankly, they're going to treat you better. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> absolutely it. Yeah. You know, I remember during like one of my bigger weight loss uh, swings, it just, it was obvious. It was so obvious how much better the world was treating me that other people yeah. were noticing. I, I have yeah. a friend who's a fat activist and she says, you know, stop saying that losing weight doesn't make a difference. It makes a huge difference. People treat you better. You mm -hmm. get access to more things. Like it, it, yep. it can be a game changer. Stop saying it doesn't make a difference. Mm -hmm. uh, but why it makes a difference is, is the subject of what we need to talk about. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So if, you have somebody that you're around on a regular basis who's made their New Year's resolution to, you know, get fit again or lose the holiday pounds or whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, what do you, I don't know, what do you say? Like, okay, my suggestion is first off, we, we tend to have a reflexive position in our answering because there's one type of person who reflexively answers no to everything and then reconsiders. And then there's the, there's the, type of person who re reflexively re uh, reacts with yes to everything and then regrets, mm -hmm. right? My suggestion is if anybody comes at you with any sort of resolution, not just weight loss, anything at all, pause for a sec, right? Think about what they're suggesting for a moment and actually decide if that's something that you want to engage in. Is this like, is the example here like, you know, I've decided to join a gym. Do you want to join with me? Is it like that? That or? is one yeah. example. Another example I would use is like this year, I'm going to freaking go zip lining. Right. Mm. I, you know, and do you want to go ziplining with me, Don? Mm -hmm. Right. I, I pause. Right. And I, my thought is my first reaction is like, do I want to do this? And my reaction is absolutely yes. I would love to go ziplining. Right. Um, but my reflexive answer is going to be no. Right. Because, because I'm terrified of my body weight on a zipline. Mm. Like I, I am convinced that I will go plummeting into the abyss and die horribly after that steel cable snaps. You know, snaps. Don, you and I are gonna have to do this together. We are gonna not zip line together. <laughs> I have zero ambitions but to zip Don line. Don wants to zip line. You but and I, I. Yeah, 
I will zip yes, line. Yes, but if you're looking for solidarity around, if you're looking for solidarity around not zip lining, <laughs> I am there for you, Don. <laughs> <laughs> but my reflex is to say no. But if I say, but it, but if my want is to say yes, and I'm denying it myself because of my reflex, right? Right. Absolutely. Now, if you are a yes reflex person, and someone comes to you and says, "I want you to join the gym," okay, your reflex is going to work <laughs> against you. Yeah. 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 So pause for a moment. Think about it. Think if it's something you want. If it's not something you want, you will. You may be the kind of person who feels like there's pressure on you to say yes. Well, and there's also the should. Like I can't tell you. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I learned in college way back, you know, in the dinosaur days was that if I do something because I should, and you've talked about this, Michael, if I do something because I should, I will fail. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and I, there are so many classes I failed because I, I thought I should take them. I should really be interested in that. Oh, that would be really useful. Oh, a, a, a well-rounded education would include a course like that. Yeah. Cannot pass that course. Yep. The only question is, am I smart enough to drop it before I flunk it? Right. Right. So think about if it's something you want and if it's something you do not want, no one else is going to stop you from, no one else is going to take care of your needs or desires here, but you. So if you do not want it, it is up to you to say no. And I also think there's, you know, even if it's not at the level of like, we should join the gym together. Come on, let's plunk down our money. Even if it's just like, I've lost so much weight. You, you are not obligated to be the unwilling cheerleader for that. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's the other side of it. Cause I'm, I'm perfectly fine saying no, thank you. But then it's the whole, like, you know, like I want to, I want to support the things that you do to make you happy, but I don't want to also be yeah. the person telling you that losing weight is going to make you happy. Like, even yeah. if you do actually get ha- like, I don't want to reinforce that negative uh, system of interacting. I, um, I've had this conversation so many times where someone will say, I'm, I've, I've decided I want to get healthy and lose weight as if that was, so this is the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, Oh, are you unhealthy? And they say, well, no, I just want to lose weight. I'm like, Oh, well, why? Mm-hmm. And it's it just, just sort of to get them to explore their conflation of health and weight loss. And also keep in mind, like, so if someone comes to you with a whole gym invitation, you are not obligated to think of the, the gym as being a weight loss experience. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. The yeah. gym can be a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Michael and I were workout buddies for about a year. Right. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, my goal wasn't to lose weight during that time. My goal was to not wheeze going upstairs. Right which is a perfectly acceptable, you know, uh, level of fitness to aspire to if yeah, that's exactly. what you want. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something I talk about cause I do this seminar. Uh, I'll be doing it at, at uh, bigger Vegas called fathead, which is about people's conceptions about health and fitness and diet mm-hmm. and sort of you know, where we sort of unpack those things. And that's exactly what I say. I mean, if you want to get healthy, I think the first question you have to answer is, well, what do you mean healthy? Yeah. And I, I, I say exactly what you just said, which is make it concrete. Oh, a flight of stairs. Yeah. Or you want to be able to do X, Y, or Z at a mm-hmm. particular level of proficiency or ability. That's great. Yeah. That is not the same as losing weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, for example, like the, the height of my fitness needs are conventions. Yeah, I there you love go. to go walking for, you know, two or three days at these conventions and at my current fitness and fitness level, after having sit in my ass for two years eating bonbons, I, <laughs> yes, I like bonbons back off. <laughs> I have yet to see in a store something labeled bonbon. Okay. There are, there are so, ice cream treats called bonbons. Oh, okay. You know, there was a point. But, but speaking to that, Don, so, you know, the, I, so in my little like cooking, I have been, as I said, I've been really cooking a lot. 
I walked two miles just in my kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I when like the days leading up to Christmas. Cause like I did, I did a big cooking thing where I was like cooking, like doing prep every day, like walking to my, I was like, I don't even know how, like I just, I guess pacing. Well, yeah. because pacing our, ki- kitchen, our, kitchen like going- is, our kitchen is not ergonomically laid out. Number one, two, it's big. And three, you were in there for hours. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Your kitchen just- is the size of my living room. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, um, I think setting goals for like what you want to do and just finding things yeah. that you can do to accomplish that. Like one way to like be able to get up the stairs without wheezing is just to keep taking the stairs. stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need to, <laughs> I don't know pay you know 80 bucks a month to use a stairmaster at the gym be like okay i'm gonna do this <laughs> and then wear yourself out and then be winded going up the stairs because you spent an hour on the stairmaster my my tip before we before we move on would be um if you just need a quick out if you're in a conversation like that just say oh that's great i have i have some of my own new year's yeah. resolutions that i'm going to be working on too yep and just let let that be separate and and, and, and if you're cornered just to, to reiterate i think i was a little unclear you are under no obligation to say yes, but no is not always your friend. That's all I wanted to say on that point. Oh yeah, I got mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I got that from what you're saying. Um, do we have a tip for today? Um, I think that was just a whole bunch of tips. A whole bunch right of tips. Yeah, we had a whole lot of tips. Have a whole carton of tips. Walk a couple miles in your kitchen making a, a feast. <laughs> so we do have a bit we prepared for today, though. That's, we do. You say the word prepared, and <laughs> it makes me think that. We do have a pit that, bit that some of us are winging today. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, so while we are not necessarily advocating that anyone has to take any uh, New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. we would like to suggest that perhaps there are some people out there that might benefit from them. And so each of us has decided to bring a resolution for someone that we think could maybe afford to engage in. <laughs> so since this was my idea, I'm, I'm happy to lead off. Yeah. Um, I would like to make a New Year's Eve resolution for Dr. Fucking Oz. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dr. Fucking Oz, I believe your fucking New Year's resolution is going to fucking never be to give fucking medical <laughs> advice to another fucking medical person ever again. He fucks so uh, much. Yeah. <laughs> Right, wait, I, hold on. Are you? Does this mean you're responsible for his pivot into politics? I, I may this? be. Um, he's running for something. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, he's running for. I think Senate. it's senator or governor of Pennsylvania. I think it's a Senate seat. Um, he has been marketing this thing called raspberry ketones. Oh yeah. Apparently, as a miracle weight loss cure forever. Uh, the advice he's given to people. He was one of the people that got out and was pushing for hydrochloroquine. Uh, <laughs> you know, like. Doesn't he uh, also I, have a, a wagon of fat he likes to take out every so often? Like yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. There is, I, I feel like there is no other health celebrity that is more directly damaging because very few of them have that veneer of medical expertise that he has mm. in the fact that he is a fucking medical doctor and should know better than this. You know, but Don, a medical degree should never get in the way of a good scam. Yeah. That's fair. That is valid. That's fair. I can't argue with that. So Dr. Oz Please enjoy. <laughs> Mine's very different from that. So that's <laughs> just mine, but uh, I don't know. Michael, you go next. Mine, yeah, mine's very different. So I actually I was telling you guys earlier, but I, apropos of almost nothing except that I like the show and the game The Witcher, um, I was watching an interview between Graham Norton. I remembered his name. Yay! Graham Yay. Norton and Henry Cavill, oh boy. Uh, who was on the show. Oh, you haven't heard this. All right, I'll tell you the story then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
So Henry Cavill, in case you've been under a rock and you don't know, he's plays Superman in the recent movies. He plays Geralt in The Witcher. He's like this sort of Adonis man, mm-hmm. uh, handsome, tall, built, just all arms the size of my calves, just <laughs> incredibly uh, handsome. And so he, um, in this interview, was talking about one of his uh, he, his passion like hobby. He, yes, a passionate hobby of yeah. painting Warhammer figurines, which is. Warhammer? Yeah, it's a it's a game it's, that it's, it's like a miniature a war game. Yeah, it's a okay. it's a war yeah. game, but you can buy different uh figurines for different uh people in your army and you can paint them if you want. And so there's a whole hobby. It's like a total nerd hobby that mm-hmm. usually is people would imagine that only like the glasses wearing like unkempt person in their basement would do. And he's talking about this on this very popular talk show and Graham Norton is ripping him for it. Of course. Really ripping him for it. And at one point Tom Holland was also there and he was like, that sounds like a lot of fun actually. I would do that. But you could see the, like the level of, and there was another part where Henry was and he was sort of like taking it in good spirits. Like he Mm -hmm. wasn't, but he also wasn't engaging. He was like, no, it's actually like really fun and people do enjoy it. And I have friends over to play. And at a different point, uh, Ed Norton, uh, Graham Norton was like, oh, and I hear that. You, so you know a lot about The Witcher, the book and the show and the movie. And he's like, do you correct people on set? Like if they get something wrong. And Henry, you could see the look on his face like, yes, but I'm not a dick about it. All of this to say that he is clearly a nerd, like mm. a blatant out and proud nerd and I want him to double down on that and just really fly the freak flag high and don't let people like Graham Norton take him down. Cause I thought that was awesome. And when he was first cast as Gerald a couple of years ago, I was not a fan of that casting choice. I was not on his team. And then there he's were won me days, over. days long monologues from Michael about how much he hated that choice. I really was <laughs> not a fan of that choice. I hadn't seen him in much else besides Superman and didn't. Yeah, I just didn't like it. And he has won me over due in no small part to the fact that he is clearly such a nerd at heart. And I like that he can look one way and, and still defy the stereotype. And I, th- I think I'm proud of him for doing that. I want him to do it more. Well, Yay, Henry Cavill. Yes. Trevor? Um, I did my homework, so I'm <laughs> going to say, hey. Um, no, I was actually thinking about this, because I, I did not really do my homework, but I was thinking just about celebrities on social media and just kind of like the vibe. And I was thinking of Lizzo. Mm-hmm. And I think Lizzo has earned a social media detox because she yeah. gives so much on social media and gets so much backlash. Mm-hmm. And I just think of like all, like there's so many super beloved celebrities who manage to still give to us while like maintaining their space and privacy. Like Catherine Hahn is an example. Catherine Hahn's not on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and she still just is like, I think there is that fear of like, Oh, if I'm not like, especially I think as a musician, when like there's gaps in releasing music, mm-hmm. I can see the, like the, the urge to be like, I need to like kind of be, I still be present. But I think Lizzo just gives us so much that it's like, you have er- like, just take a step back and just like enjoy without having to worry about what is going to happen. If you like with whatever you do, mm-hmm. go back to the desert, twerk, 
in the, <laughs> in the sunset. sunset. That was such a <laughs> beautiful thing. But like do that and just like if, be really present. Feel feel the sunset. Feel that twilight moment in your cheeks. If a Liz, if Lizzo <laughs> twerks in the sunset and nobody sees it online, did it really happen? We'll feel it. We'll know. It must, it must have been nighttime. Somewhere. It's like a, she is twerking. <laughs> it's like when wow. you see a wolf sometimes. Like I've never seen a wolf. I'd be terrified if I saw a wolf anywhere. But like if we're, I just imagine like driving through the desert and just like seeing off in the distance, like on top of a, a rock formation, Lizzo twerking and just being like, yes, yes, I feel I'm putting my hand against the window like I do <laughs> uh, when I see animals I like outside or something to receive this feel it like to, to, I need to like the, the energy. I would feel the energy through the desert like a like a, a shock wave. Yeah. All right, Dan, follow that. Well, so I think it's pretty clear I did not do the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> but because I, I, I don't I don't know anybody. I don't, like I'm not plugged in. Uh, I don't I mean, I know I know who Dr. Oz is. I know who Lizzo is. I know who these people are. But I'm like, I'm not strongly moved to be like, you know, I got a thing that you should do. Uh huh. So but what I really, really loved was what Don was saying earlier. And I suppose if I had a recommended New Year's resolution for anyone, it would be to think about what you want and not get locked into the auto response of yes, no. Mm -hmm. Because I think you're absolutely right. People have auto responses of like, no, no, no. Or like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Pleasing. Okay. Yeah. And both of them don't work because they're not authentic. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're designed responses that people have developed. Mm-hmm. And so I guess just to, in, the, the recommendation would be to interrupt that automaticity and to think about, huh, do I actually want that? And to be able to say to people, you know what, I'll get back to you. Yeah. So is, are you proposing a year of maybe? No, no. Maybe <laughs> drives people crazy, but I'll get back to you or I don't know, or say what you really feel. This will be the year of give me a moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, because sometimes you don't know if you've, if you've programmed yourself to always say yes or always say no, you probably don't know in the moment what you want. Yeah. That's and a, I think a very real element of this, if we're talking about everyday news, new year's resolutions for everyday people like us, it's that we don't know what's going to happen this year. We don't know if the pandemic is actually going to break or if it's going to just keep going and things that you might resolve to do that you can't accomplish because of any number of extenuating circumstances might make you feel bad if you can't do them, and maybe you should just wait a little bit and see if these things are even achievable at all. Maybe gyms close again. I don't know. And then no, what, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You just You're not traumatized. You're not, not in front of close, the man. No. It's okay. There's no. That's there's no, no such thing as a closed will, gym. That will never happen. <laughs> no, I'm. What I'm worried about is the return of Pluto. We'll talk about that in a later episode <laughs> as it gets closer. <laughs> Google the return of Pluto, people. <laughs> are we talking the the Planet? So the, the planet. The it's things are happening, people. This is my con- this is my conspiracy theory. February twenty second, twenty twenty two. Pluto is coming back. Wait, and th- shit's gonna happen. Is wait, hold on a second. So when hold Pluto on, we was way over, we are way over. When Pluto was taking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all back in the room yeah. for twenty twenty two. In case you couldn't tell, so there's a little bit of giggliness going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> We're looking forward to a whole new year of all sorts of fun stuff. If you have ideas for things that you'd love to hear us talk about, why don't you give us a write in? Sure. Um, we are planning this year at this point. We are still planning. Yes. Mm-hmm, on going mm-hmm. to bigger city. Yeah. Uh, bigger, bigger Vegas. Vegas. Bigger Vegas. In end of June. Um, start of July. 
Yep. And uh, our first sort of touchstone episode of the year coming up is our uh, Valentine's Day episode in about six weeks. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, God. So <laughs> <laughs> you got to start having sex again. Jesus so <laughs> if you uh, have yeah. questions of a sexual nature, perhaps or romantic like, or, or romantic. Yes. Or sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Then you should send us an email or, you know, include it in your review. Where could they email us or review us, Trevor? Mm -hmm. Well, we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars on Spotify. Yay. Apple iTunes everywhere. Everywhere. Five stars all around. New year. Five stars. Mm -hmm. See the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. Yay. Maybe you're listening in your car as you do, and you see something in the rearview mirror and you can't quite tell what it is. is And it's Pluto. Ah. Pluto is coming back, people. We have to be prepared. (laughs) So, watch out. (laughs) 